Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Produced by Household Stress, home of the talk show, the top-selling book, and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, householdstress.com. Also, registration is still open for our Marriage Madness at Maggiano's event, since we we do have a few couple of spaces open, so be sure to check that out as well. Listeners can listen to one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to HouseholdStress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is for men only, so call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity and no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. The show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. The Married Men on Talk Show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is Love Triangle. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your moderator for the evening. It is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute if you plan to listen. All right. With all of that said, let's get started with Love Triangle. Has anybody ever heard of the Love Triangle sexual position? Has anybody ever heard of the love triangle sexual position? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, y'all no. should Google it and, and try it. Um, not for you old heads, though. You might hurt yourself. But it is a legitimate love triangle sex position. Um, but getting into the topic tonight, in your own words, how would you define a love triangle? In your own words, how would you define a love triangle? Uh, two's company, three's a crab. Okay, two's company, three's a crab. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, something else is in in your marriage that's interrupting the the marriage itself. Like, let's say, working out or hanging out with friends or drinking or doing football season is, you know, hey, just the, the, the game. You know, it's interrupting something that that's uh, getting between your marriage. Okay, good words, good words. And a love triangle, fellas, sometimes called a romance triangle, is usually a romantic relationship involving three people. And it is a love triangle when two people are independently linked with a third or when each of the three people has some kind of relationship to the other two, as the brother mentioned. When you think of love triangle, or is it two two people independent, independently linked with the third, or when each of the three people has some sort of relationship with the other two people? I always thought of it like, you know, somebody on the side that the other one didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, side chick. Mm-hmm. And is one lover, you know, usually competing with the with the Arrival for attention, or, or do they just not care? 
Well, I think they don't. I don't. I don't think they care or it matters at first, and then it becomes a a problem when that that side chick want more time. Yep. Mhm. Yeah, when two people both love a third person, and that third person loves them both, the object of their love can be conflicted as to whom they want. So, you know, it, it's kind of difficult. But what about a threesome? Does anybody know what a threesome is? A threesome. Again, a third person that's in that bedroom with you, or in that marital bed. Mm-hmm. That both Menage Yeah, there we go. Menage trois. Or every man's well, fantasy. <laughs> And, you know, if somebody engaged in a threesome one time, would y'all consider that to be a love triangle or no? Yeah. Why so? Well, the images of what, what that experience brings, you know, that's not going to go away. And the questions to what that experience brings is always going to be a question in your wife's head if it was another woman or in that man's head if it was another man in that threesome. So it's going to always be a problem, or it's always always going to have to be a thought, because you're going to see, you know, it's going to be a question of, uh, you know, I I heard you moaning, you know, was he bigger than me, or was, you know, when you was with her, you know, you you was all into it, and I didn't like the way you kissed her there, and and I know I agreed to this, but, you know, it was a little out of hand for me, so... That seed that that scene plants, it could be. Uh, it only has to happen one time, and that seed that it plants, you know, it, it's uh, it's destruction, or it can bring destruction. I have found that it's much more exciting in your mind than when it actually happens. <laughs> How you know, Andrew? <laughs> well, let's just say I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, hear that. I mean, in the movies, it always looks so cool, you know. Yeah. In real life, I mean, you ain't got enough stuff to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. So, so do y'all do y'all think uh, running a train and a threesome are the same thing, or, or no? Nope. No, that's not the same. What's the difference? What's the difference? Because you're not you're not attached um, emotionally, generally running the train. You just next dude up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, running the train is generally you know two guys. Threesome generally is uh, you know a guy and two girls. You know, so I think it's a little bit of variation yeah, there. But, but you know, a train you're not. You're not engaged. You just next man up, and then you know, dude behind you, he's up. He's up next after that. Y'all not all into it with each other, unless you, you know, really on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah, that that threesome that that's um, that's usually rewarded by a mate or somebody who you really really attached to, and and feelings are involved and everything else, and you know. The train situation, that's just a sescapade. You know, it's not really a, you know, it's not really anything love. It's just all carnal at that point. It's not anything, um, 
that's important. You you know you, 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 that's just something to brag about the next day. And and the deal with the with the threesome is you know it's never right because you don't you know there's somebody you care about and then she's upset that you did this and touched her there and do all this kind of stuff and it's like I said it's a whole lot better in your mind than when it actually goes down. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, you you mentioned a menage a trois. What what is a menage a trois? You, me, and her. Yeah, uh, sort of. Um, A menage a trois is French for household of three. And it's a domestic arrangement in which three people who are having sexual relations occupy the same household. So it's a little bit further than, you know, the threesome where in a menage a trois, you know, they essentially... You know they have. Uh, they occupy the same household, the same same space. Well, it's, it's a Mormon deal, <laughs> pretty much. And you know, when three people have sex, you know, it's called a threesome. When two people have sex, it's called a twosome. Now I understand why they call you handsome. <laughs> y'all get that tomorrow. Some of y'all get that tomorrow. <laughs> You're funny, man. But yeah, but how can a can a can a love triangle be created by introducing swinging into a a marriage or or a relationship? Can a love triangle be created by introducing swinging to the relationship? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that come back and bite you later. You got that right. Now I always I always thought of a of a love triangle. As as that one on the side, you know, you know, not like engaged with the with with the two that are in the relationship, and all of a sudden, uh, she catches feelings, and now you you you're trying to figure out how to you know how to satisfy both women without this one getting pissed off and blowing you up. Mm-hmm. Somebody said at first, you know, it's cool, but then somebody always catches feelings. Mm-hmm. And what do you think the most common love triangle is? Two women and one man or two men and one woman? What do you think is most common? Definitely two women and one man. Think so? Anybody else? That's it. Two, I mean, I can't yeah. even, uh, imagine dudes uh, agreeing to go in on one dude's wife. That That would be, you know, that wouldn't be cool. I mean, how are you going yeah, to hold on your wife? Say what now? How are you going to invite another dude dude to roll in on your wife? Right. Or your right. girlfriend? That ain't going to happen. Not, not most dudes I know. <clears throat> That's why they don't know. That's right. And it, it, it is, honestly, it's 2014, fellas. You know, what about a love triangle when a man is involved with a woman and another man, if he's on the DL? Can't comment on that. (laughs) Hey, it happens. I'm sure it does, but, you know, I never thought about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's yeah, a weird thing. Imagine yeah. a dude letting another dude roll on his woman. I mean, and he's there. You know, but I mean, you know, I, I guess it happens. But like you said, you know, if he's on the DL, you know, he's getting his thing done, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's some cold stuff if a guy, you know, uh, feels like that. You know, all the, all the things that he can bring home, you know, he's not only going to affect uh, his wife, he's going to affect the whole family. I mean, can you imagine, though, if, if she agreed to it and then she saw her man, you know, rolling on his other dude? I mean, what would that do to her? No, nah, I, I don't think that those those exist. I don't, I don't think those. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm living in this, uh, in this, uh, this, but if he's on the DL and he convinces her to bring another dude in and, and she thinks it's just going to be them doing her and all of a sudden she steps back and they're on each other, that mess a chick up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I never heard of a situation like that. And you ain't gonna lie to I mean, you know, if, if we brought another woman in and we start her, you know, rolling with our, with our girl, we'd be like, ah, yeah, I'm in. But, I mean, how many women be cool with the dude be, like, on each other? And they'd be like, nah, nah, something's wrong here. Uh, that, that, might, that might be the wrong way to look at it, but I just can't imagine, you know, what a woman would be thinking and, and some dude stroking her man. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but isn't it safe today? I mean, is it, is it safe to say, fellas, that most people have been involved in a love triangle at some point in their lives, knowingly or not. Is that safe to say? No, what? I wouldn't think so. I think so. If it's involved, so. it ain't always involving another person, though. That it, it would be safe to say. If it's not involving another person. Well, yeah, we're talking about another person. Say that most people at some point, whether they know it or not, are involved in a love triangle because they're dating somebody who's dating somebody else and they don't know. And not only that, but sometimes when you're in the end of a relationship and you start fishing for the next person, you know, that's a love triangle right there. Is it a triangle or... Well, I mean, yeah, because you're in, you're in between a relationship. I mean, you, 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 you're at one, you know it's about to go out, so you got another one. You're talking to somebody else who's showing you some good stuff over here, and you, you're like, okay, well, you, you, you're in your transition period. The transition period might be a love triangle. Now, most dudes aren't going to step out to the next woman, you know, ain't going to leave until they got something else to walk to. I mean, that's just a fact. Most guys aren't going to leave a girl, and he ain't got no place else to go with it. You know, so, so while he still has one, he's got the other one. That's a love triangle. Now, he may be planning on leaving her, but while he's, you know, while he's out there, as Tony says, fishing, you know, he's got some bait still in the box. But is that really a triangle, though? Is it is it like a triangle just because you you in transition? A transitional period is not a triangle, I wouldn't think. I think um, a triangle is you trying to play like you you into this thing still, and then you pretending that you're still into that. You know, you you into both of them without either. Yeah, one but while you're still with the old one, you're still hitting that, and you don't know if you're gonna cut that back unless the other one pans out. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's not a transitional period. That's a dude playing two women. 
Yeah, but but he he may he may not be thinking I'm gonna keep them both. He may be thinking I'm looking for something better, and and he's out there dabbling. But he still got this one over here. That's the main squeeze. That's a train. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right from that perspective. That's just. Has anybody ever? Go ahead, dude. Yeah, has anybody ever personally been involved in a love triangle in the past? In your past life? I think everybody has. I know I have. One, one. If you're a man, if you're a man, the answer is yes. Well, I might not, (laughs) but but I mean, you know the truth. I mean, how many dudes are with a woman and finish it off before they leave and go get something else? I mean, most of the time, guys, you know, before he leaves this one, he's got something else in the wings. Taste it and sample. Make sure it was right. Well, I mean, I don't think that was predicated on him leaving. In that in that case, you're saying that it is, I mean, he's only going to leave this one girl if the other girl is better sexually. I don't, I don't think that that happens. I didn't say better sexually. I'm just saying that, that a guy generally won't dump a girl if he doesn't have something else to go to. I mean, uh, he's not going to leave a sure thing for maybe a shot. I mean, that's not most guys I know. I mean, you know, you know, maybe maybe Rodney, but besides that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you putting in like a job. You know, don't leave one job. Don't quit one unless you have another one already lined up. That's Hey, that's the way it was for me. So maybe I'm the odd guy out. Maybe all y'all other guys did it right. I wouldn't. I was no. We like didn't. That. We didn't do it right. I just just don't think we did it like that. You know. Yeah, that's that's how it was with me. I, I always had. You know, if I was gonna leave her, there was something else I was heading to, and I met her while I was still with the other one. Well, society kind of made well in 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 a marriage. I'll just say in a marriage that, you know, I, I didn't have no choice but to. Um, but to stay with my wife, according to the law of Maryland, you know, I had to, mm-hmm. hello, yeah, I had to stay with my uh, stay with my wife because my ex-wife because of the laws, and it make you stay. They make you stay together for a year. Now, am I in a love triangle when I was in that marriage and still can do what I want to do on the outside of a, and, and continue another relationship or start another relationship? You know, am I in a love triangle then? I mean, yeah, if I was if I was hitting both up, then yeah. I mean, I I try to slip up a little, you know, a couple of times, but you know, hey, I'm still leaving because you know, you, you know, you foul. I'm still leaving. It's not going to persuade me one way or another to stay with you. But you know, it was just something to do, I guess. Hmm. Wow. But that you know, but but, but sex definitely didn't make me stay. It was because of other things in the marriage that made that made me leave. So my mind was already made up whether I, whether it was somebody else in the picture or not. But is it is it possible to be in love with two people at the same time? I think it is. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? You, you think it's pos- you think it is possible to be in love with two people? Yep. How how how's that? I mean you do, I mean you know you feeling. I mean pe- people go through it all the time. You know just like you said the other time you you're in love with somebody. 
I think you have to define love. Mm. I mean, I well, think I mean, that's how, really how where difficult. you got to start. What did you say? How difficult? I say, how difficult is it to split attention between two people? It's crazy hard. You live two separate lives, and after a while, it gets tired and boring and old, and all you want is a way out, and you you got to figure out how to get out, and it's hard to do once it gets deep. I mean, at first, you, you know, you're living the life of Riley, but after that, I mean, you get caught up in this, and it's hard because you got to push a button, and, and, and you walk away from one of them, push a button, and, and hook up with the other one, and... And I mean, it just it gets <laughs> it, it, it gets frustrating. It gets it gets difficult. And, and after you're in it for long enough, you just wish you could get out of it. But but you you don't know you know all the hurt and all that. It's a difficult deal. But but wow. yeah, he said, is would it be is it uh is it possible to fall in love with two people? I just I don't know if you can get um and Tony said you can be in love with two people and I'm thinking uh, that go ahead. No, I didn't say anything. No, I was saying that if if you got two people and you love them the same and you want you wasn't supposed to get in get into it with that other person, then how can, how is that possible to love them the same? I mean, or love one greater than the other one? Yeah, I, I don't think you love them the same. I, yeah, I don't think that's the case. I well, think you that you if love you have both a, of them. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah you, you don't love them the same, though. I mean, you love one one way, you, li- you love some things about this <laughs> one, and you love something that you like about the other person as well. You know what I mean? So. So you love them for what they can do for you, or you love them for whatever the other one is not doing for you? Hey, I guess that sounds about right. Well, maybe you don't love either one of them. (laughs) 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 You changed me. You changed me. I think think I'm going to start thinking like you now. Maybe you don't love one of them. So I was just trying to figure out how can you how can a person be just that messed up? I mean, we we I had a conversation with this guy at work the other day, um, and and of course you know he and I think differently because I'm thinking from one 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 way of or lifestyle, and he's thinking from a uh, another lifestyle, and um, in his lifestyle, you know his his friend's wife put a, a camera. I don't know if I mentioned this before. But his, his friend's um, wife put a camera in the basement, a hidden camera in the basement, and the guy was furious. So I was like, well, why would he be, too, is he mad because he, he she's trying to catch him? Or is he mad because, you know, um, he's invading his, her privacy? Or he's invading his privacy. So, and we got into a long, drawn-out thing where I thought that it was it was granted because if, she, if he gave her any idea that, you know, he was doing something. Then she had every right to try to catch him because, you know, they got rights to each other. Uh, on the other hand, he was like, no, she don't have any right to do that, even though I cheated and she never found out. So, um, you know, of course we had mixed views because, you know, if it was my wife, I wouldn't be upset. I would be more, you know, concerned about how much money she spent on those cameras that she put in the basement. 
<laughs> so he and I, we, you know, we all, we got different views based on the lifestyles that we live, you know. But I think, you know, she had every right to put uh, those in the basement if she felt that something was going on. Mm-hmm. So he's like currently involved in a love triangle. Yes, he's involved with, you know, his wife is trying to catch him. He's a bodybuilder. And um, and he works out in the gym all the time, and his wife don't want him to work out. That's what he's thinking. I was like, well, maybe she don't want you to work out because that's where, you know, you had your uh, affair, you know, by working out and training these different women and all that other stuff. You know, well, she don't know, so she shouldn't be wigging out because she don't know. I'm like, well, she knows something because she's putting cameras in the basement. She knows something, even though... Even though she don't have any physical evidence, she knows something that's not right. Maybe a change in routine, maybe in the way he kissed her, maybe in the way he, he shows lack of interest in making love to her. Something has changed in order for him or for her to make, you know, make the distinction that, you know, that he is cheating on me. She could be cheating, man, for all you know. She could be cheating. And that guilt is making but... putting cameras. Say it again. That guilt is making her put the cameras in the basement. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but does anybody else does anybody else know somebody that's currently involved in a love triangle? Well, I know somebody. This is uh thirty seconds, fellas. Double or nothing. That's the rule identical twins Anna and Lucy live by. Whatever she eats, I eat. The same, exactly the same. We like the same food, the same drinks. Everything has to be the same. Like if we're at a buffet, um, I will come with her. We get exactly the same. They also share everything. We share a Facebook account. We share a room, a bed, a job. And when they say everything, they mean everything. We share everything. Even a boyfriend we share. A year ago, Anna and Lucy met their boyfriend, Ben, through Facebook. The twins say he was everything they both wanted. A twin himself, the girls say Ben understands their need to be together 24-7. He knows the closeness, our bond. Um, He understands us. He just gets us. And we are a threesome now. We're like a a three, you know. And we don't find it weird at all. We love it. 28-year-old Australian twin sisters Lucy and Anna DeSink have taken being identical twins to the next level. They have undergone the same cosmetic procedures, including breast implants, lip fillers, and tattooed eyebrows. The cosmetic procedures total $200,000. Together, they also go for weekly infrared saunas, microdermabrasion treatments, and skin peels to maintain their youthful looks and to attempt to age the exact same way. They also share a single Facebook account, a phone, a bed, and finally, they're dating the same man. Thoughts, fellas? Does he know about it? Yes. They share everything. Well, um, I know they ain't black. You got that right. 
<laughs> and I think that that's, you know, um, I think that's uh, way ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, kudos for that man. But I think he is he even is going to get tired of that, you know, um, because he's going to, people are going to think that, man, you were too nuts, man. I mean, it, it well, might be you know, like, 28 years old, and where they getting two hundred thousand dollars from? That's what I was about to say. Where they get that's four hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, isn't this every man's fantasy? Is this dude the luckiest man in the world? When yeah, when you're nineteen, when you're 19 mm-hmm. it might be okay, but when you <laughs> that gets old, bro. Yeah, I mean, once. <laughs> You settle down and you want a real relationship, you can't have that. And that's not a real relationship. Right. And of course they yeah, don't. He made have the comment. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying, you know, they, they must not have any uh, any decent morals. I mean, I ain't going to say decent because that's, you know, no, no, everyone's not by my standard, but I'm just saying that the. Uh, the decency to, you know, how, how can you, I mean, it's okay when, you, when you're when you the man and you're like, man, look at me, I got two twins, I'm the man, I back both of them, but, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the line, I mean, how long do you think a relationship like that will last? You know, and pretty soon, you know, they'll probably have to wake up and say, hey, we can't keep doing this. What if what if one going to get pregnant? What if, what if one going to get pregnant and the other one don't get pregnant? One of them going to get jealous one day. Yeah, that's the point. And 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 all heck's gonna break loose, and the dude's gonna end up with the short end of the stick. Mm. Well, somebody made the comment. You you know they're not black, but from scandal to being Mary Jane, has anybody noticed that the popular TV shows involve a love triangle? I don't know. I don't yes. Know. Yeah, they all got a love. You know. Yep. So why do you think these shows are so popular? I think people like that, man. People like that drama. Hmm. Yeah. I think I mean, that. Well, just two people that made this be boring. You know what I mean? Just two people going at it. But when you know somebody might get busted or. You know, TV like is that. trying to go to the next level, and they're trying to. I think that they're trying to keep up with society's um, society's fashions. You know, um, whatever they whatever society got going on, they're trying to keep up with that. Uh, and pretty soon, you're going to start seeing, you know, um, alternative lifestyle shows. You know, uh, I believe. You know, and and that's when that's when I'm going to, you know. Commit myself. Even household. I mean, household stress. House hunters. One of my favorite shows. I watch house hunters, and then it, it almost turned my stomach when I seen when I seen two guys looking for a house together, and then they were one was a in a male masculine role, and the other one was in a a feminine role, and um and I was like, why is why are they trying to? I mean, of course, you know, all these years I've been looking at house hunters, and all of a sudden now it's like two men is looking for a house, and they're acting like women on the show. And it kind of turned, I was, I, it distracted me from looking at the house and the location and seeing what, how much the houses cost in that area. 
and it and it distracted me and it kind of made me refocus on looking at these dudes and thinking and doing a show how can they live like this so it it was very distract distracting you know um so I couldn't enjoy the show so TV is moving us towards uh this new age and new society that I that I can't really follow yeah I don't think it's a new I don't think it's a new age or a new society. It's just we exposed to it now. I mean, we got Facebook, Twitter, 24-hour TV, reality TV. But this is stuff that's already been in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, it can be it, in existence next door. I, don't, I just don't, I mean, if two guys kissing, and if they're doing it in the privacy of their own house, that's cool. But when you're doing it by the mailbox, that's that's kind of not, you know. Yeah, that's revolting but, you know, to think. And they got that crap on the T V now. What's that? Yeah, but back to Mary Jane. Does anybody has anybody ever watched Being Mary Jane? Ever seen yeah, that show seen before? It. Yeah, and did 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 y'all know that the main character of that show, Gabrielle Union, was kinda involved in a real life tri- triangle love triangle herself? Yeah, uh, Dwayne Wade, he had another kid, right, by another chick? Exactly, exactly. He fathered a, a child by another woman while they were supposedly on a break. And uh, you know how the gossip rags are. You know, when the news broke, you know, they searched through their social media posts and put together enough evidence to suggest that they really weren't on a break when the baby would have been conceived. So you know, that's kind of one of those things where they say art imitates life. Um, you know, in that case, but I want to drop a monkey wrench, if I might. And this is thirty seconds, fellas. Uh, you underestimated greatly. Most number ones ever. How long did it really take me? The part I love most, they need me more than they hate me, so they never take shots. I got everybody on safety. I can load every gun with bullets that fire backwards. You probably wouldn't lose a single rapper. Make breath, can't hear him over the laughter. Yeah, that's cause I'm headed to the bank. Natural lifestyle, I'm just being frank with ya. I mean, where you think she at when she ain't with ya? Wildin', doing this way out of your budget. Out sweaters inside of luggage, you gotta love it. Is anybody familiar with the love triangle involving singer Rihanna? R&B singer Rihanna. Anybody familiar with the love triangle involving Rihanna? I thought she broke nope. up with Chris Brown. Oh, yeah, she did break um, up with Chris she, Brown, right? Yes, yes. But uh, Chris Brown, a.k.a. Chris Breezy, is alleged to have gotten back in contact with her in an attempt to try to woo her again. And Chris started texting Rihanna on her birthday on February the 20th, and the two were sending a flurry of text messages but according to the gossip rags, Rihanna is dating rapper Drake again, who you just heard. And Rihanna and Drake first dated back. He is in jail. Yeah, Chris is. Yeah. And, and Rihanna and Drake. He just went to jail, though, I think. Nah, he's out of rehab. Yeah, he's right. in jail now. Yeah. He just went to to jail on Friday. 
Well, Rihanna and Drake first dated, you know, back in 2010 after her and Chris's altercation that ultimately ended that relationship. But, you know, as the song said, you know, Drake rapped, I'm just being frank with you. I mean, where you think she at when she ain't with you? So what do y'all think about this love triangle between Rihanna, Drake, and Chris Breezy? Well, when you do when you're doing celebrities, that's more so of a competition. That was the same thing with uh, Biggie Smalls and um, and Tupac when it came to Faith Evans. So you, I mean, it, it's gonna always be like, "I got your girl now. What you gonna do?" Type thing, you know. Um, and I think that's just it's just part of the show and part of you know what they go through since their lives are so public. I think it's juvenile. Like I always say, be happy you're the one that's still hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff get people killed, man. Get get get, yeah. get caught up in a bad. <laughs> <laughs> be happy you're the one that's still in there. You know what I mean? Because it ain't gonna last forever. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, that's the truth because, you know, in, in a New York City nightclub back in 2012, Breezy and Drake's entourage got into an all-out melee with words and bottles flying and numerous people were injured as a result. And the, the brawl allegedly started when Drake sent a bottle of liquor with an accompanying note saying, I'm effing the love of your life, end quote, apparently referring to Rihanna. So what do y'all think about that, fellas? He sends a bottle over with a note. That's competition. That's all it is. It's like in your face. Mm. But, you know, real people, you know, real people that ain't got no money, they're not going to be trying to go through all that. No, but somebody's going to end up hurt. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, like I said, you know, it's all about embarrassing the other guy. You know, it's all about, you know, I got your girl, now what you going to do? You know, it's all about that with, with these guys. They don't have nothing else to do but make money and, and, and talk about each other. You know, real people in the world, they got to work, you know, and if you if you touch a, if you touch a, 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 a ordinary guy's wife, call him ordinary because, you know, we got to work for a living, you know, we're not going to be involved in all that. You know, it's, it's just going to be, you know, a, a divorce. You know, you can have her, you can have him. I ain't got time. We got to get these kids right, you know. So those relationships are really not. I'm not gonna say they're not real, but I am gonna say it's not reality to 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 the majority. Mm-hmm. And if y'all remember, you know, last year Chris and Rihanna infamously got back together, but it fizzled out once again. And you know, today Grizzly's cool with Drake being with Rihanna. You know, he does have a lot of other things to worry about these days, (laughs) specifically his legal issues and career comeback. But totally, totally unrelated. Um, Is anybody familiar with the Bermuda Triangle? Is anybody familiar with the Bermuda Triangle? You know the three points of the triangle? They used to call it the Devil's Triangle at first. Yeah, Florida, Bermuda. And the, somewhere in the Caribbean, Bahamas, uh, San Juan, Puerto, San Juan, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yes, right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, Tony's right. You know, they 
they did. Many people believe that the devil is at play, and they that's why they call it. They refer to it as the the devil's triangle. Um, but it's located off the southeastern coast of the United States in the Atlantic Ocean, and estimates range from about 200 to about 1,000 incidents of ships and airplanes disappearing in Bermuda um, in the past 500 years. And all of these happen when apparently there are no human errors, equipment failures, or even national natural disasters. And strangely, the ships and airplanes just vanish when everything seems to be okay. Um, but is anybody in the Navy? Yeah, I used to anybody be. been in the Navy? Used to be yeah, used to okay. Be. Yeah. Uh-huh. According to according to the U.S. Navy, the triangle does not exist, and the name Bermuda Triangle is not even recognized by the U.S. Board of Geographic Names. Pop culture has attributed these various disappearances to paranormal activity or aliens, and documented evidence indicates that a significant percentage of the incidents were inaccurately reported or embellished by the authors. And wouldn't you know it, Rihanna actually completed a song called Bermuda Love Triangle featuring J. Cole that was supposed to be on her 2011 Talk That Talk album. Surprisingly, the track never made the final cut and just vanished. Now, Barry Manilow also has a song called Bermuda Triangle, but I I would play it for y'all, but I don't want to hurt y'all's ears. But on the flip side of uh, Rihanna's Love Triangle, um, Breezy's girlfriend Karuchi Tran has been rumored to be dating NBA baller Branding Jennings of the Detroit Pistons and the rumor started after Jennings posted a picture of Karuchi on Twitter and commented that she was the type of girl a man should marry the tweet has since been deleted thoughts on this fellas the other side of the love triangle huh. I don't get that right. Yeah, you lost me. What do you? Well, Karuchi Tran is in a love triangle. She's dating Chris in an NBA ball. So she's in a love triangle with who? Chris Brown and the baller. It's two love triangles. Oh, okay. You got it. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. Catch up, yeah. Oh, it's like the song, Me and Mrs. Jones, huh? Exactly. There you go. My brother. My brother, because, you know, my boy Chris be like... Hey, that's one of my favorite (laughs) songs. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Hold on. Let me... me, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Defend Chris on this one thing. And, and 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 you played that song, and it sounds vulgar to a lot of ears. But let me let me just say the logic in in some of the vulgarity. Uh, his point was when a rich guy wants you, and you as a woman feel like this dude you got is too boring or ain't doing nothing for you. Chris Brown's message is she ain't gonna be loyal. She gonna break. Mm. And when I come on, this is Q talking, when I come on this show, this is one of the things I I try to embellish. 
I love romance, and I love the fact you brothers are married and y'all, you know, y'all, y'all in the midst of, of 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 what is honorable in life. But I am pro male. <laughs> One of the and the show I'm starting is uh, is all about being pro male. It's not hating women. It's not, but you know, I just feel like it's safer to believe. Hey, if she chooses to break, then the way America's ran, that's her option. And you got to do certain things to protect yourself if she forgets about God and vows and decides to break. And, uh, you know, as far as these triangles are, are concerned, very quickly, you know, we in this society now, and I'm, I, you know, that's why I really commend you brothers for being married. We're in this society now where everybody, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to even be a guy because all you got to do to get these females nowadays is tell them exactly what they want to hear and let them be in control for the time that you're sleeping with them. There's no women now, daughters now, nieces now. They don't have any any filter. They don't understand, let me slow down to become this person's friend. Let me find out if we're going to make it past 30 days. You know, the females are leading you to a sexual encounter quicker than you can even ask. And the bums on the street. So it's like, you know, depending on your demographic, like in California, it's not like that, but I'm in the South. And these folks, man, they just, they so pretendo. You know, it's it's like, wow. So in defense of that and this love triangle stuff, a lot of these triangles are happening because these ladies feel like I'm controlling these dudes. I'm getting what I want. I'm getting my, you know, uh, uh, evil, my, my, my Evelyn on. And I'm getting what I want, and all they're getting is the thing I value least, which is sex. So, you, but but why would you equate that to you being embarrassed being a guy? Well, I said that earlier. The part the part of me being embarrassed being a guy is because, again, I admire romance, but we as guys now, single dudes, we don't have to put any work for this stuff now. There's no, there's no value on the receiving end, on the receiving end. Like I could be uh, do everything honorable, but on the receiving end, a lady, majority of ladies, not all, of course, they're they're not in the mindset of having value for self. Hence, these love triangles and all this other stuff. And my embarrassment as a person who loves love, I hate to see it get to this point, but that's where it is. Hey, you know what? You know why that happens? You know why that happens? Go ahead. It's because people ain't trying to build nothing. I mean, yeah. if you look at, if you look at, I'll give you a perfect example. And. If you play the game chess, chess is a great game of philosophy about life. But what is the most powerful piece on the chessboard? The queen. The queen. But what is the queen's purpose? Protect the king. That's right. Why? Because they got to they gotta protect the kingdom. Yeah. 
So when, as a guy, you know, most guys don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the foundation. So they're the 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 extent of the thing that they're trying to build is just to get some ass. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you if but if you trying to build something of sub, substantial, then you know you got to have a queen, and you know you got to take some time, do a run a credit check on her, fill fill what her mind's about, and then you got to say, hey, this is a queen. I'm gonna throw another monkey wrench on you about a chest too. If a pawn gets all the way across to the end of the other end of the board, what can happen? She can get any piece you want back That's on the right. table. And she can and that piece can turn into another queen, can't it? Right. That's right. So all this stuff we talking about, love triangles or whatever, and this is something that we talk about week in and week out, is we are trying to change the nature of a man to fit into into this modern day legal construct, but it's not it's not natural. It's not natural. I mean, I play it a part of the legal construct because that's where we in. But if we fall out the legal construct and you know dip out on our wives or whatever, there's a there's a financial penalty for that. That's all it is. It's a financial penalty for that. And you got to say whether or not I'm willing to pay up or can I pay up or, you know, do I stay in this situation? You know what I'm saying? But I think, well, in, the grand, I think in the grand scheme of things, if you look at just, look in the Bible, every every character in the Old Testament had a lot of wives, all of them. You can name them. It, it's this this stuff that we live in. This is this is only two thousand years old, man. Well, you know, I had a chance to sit with a with a with a uh, intelligent lady, um, and that's all I used to you know try to deal with was intelligence. And I and I asked her. Um, well, I say intelligence because I, when I was you know out there trying to seek for another wife, I would talk to these girls, you know, different women. And when I talked to them, I would try to get in their head instead of their pants. But they were they were reacting the way they were reacting because they thought that I was like the other guys. And they and she and I asked and I asked why do you feel like you you have to give me your body so quickly? And she said because my competition are those who give it who give it up. And if they see a good man that they want, they're going to do the same thing. And you're Nine times out of ten, it's going to fall for that one because she gave you what she was looking for. So they're not doing. I'm, I'm not going to say all of them, but some of them are not doing what they're doing because they're hoes or they're just nasty women. A lot of them feel that they are competing uh, against women um, that's not that doesn't really care about you know about anything, and they think that they can find a good man by acting like those women. And I found that very interesting because I thought all of them was just, you know, 
man, you just, you know, just this or just that. But it wasn't that. It was like, you know, this is the only way in their mind frame they think that this is the only way they can compete to get a good man. And well, that's well, our fault. Well, yeah, and you're absolutely right. On my show, we had, we had talked about that, and I never looked at them as nasty or hoish. I have five sisters. I learned early that women like to control things, to A, prevent from being hurt, and just to get victory on as much as they can say. Okay. And that isn't to say that all of them do that. That's just how I assimilated the information that I was getting about their behavior. Women like to be in control. So a lot of times from my standpoint, you get ladies who try to, give you sex early because just as you said, the competitive nature and or just to be able to lock you in because ladies want to have that type of, of, of thing going on. When we go to biblical, then uh, like I was saying to somebody on another show, when a man has a vision of what he's trying to do for himself and his family, it makes it easier for a lady. But to the other brother's comment, when I would ask ladies in seminars or whatever little speaking engagements that I would get, I would say, what do you do that's a benefit to the man? In 2014, women don't even know. Women can rattle off eight things that men are supposed to do for them, but can barely do three or four of what women are supposed to do. And when you have that mentality of the store my own, store my own, it doesn't make her genuine and sincere about her reason for coupling. So you feel that, I mean, you're looking at it from a perspective of a woman taking or a woman being in control or a woman, you know, um, all out for herself. No, 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 no. I'm just looking at it from 2014. I'm not looking right, right. at it from the idea of a woman or the biblical idea of a woman. I'm looking at it from the people from from when you take three women, and I you know challenge you to do this. Take three individual women who are not married, and ask them some questions about their role when it comes to men. Only one out of three are even gonna know what you're talking about. Well, and and you know, and that one halfway no. But and you're, and you're, I would agree with you. But uh, but you have to focus. Well, what I focus on is what have your mind set in that way to make you think like that? And it rolls back to the competition. It rolls back to the to what they think the man is looking for. They're not looking for a home cooked meal anymore. They're looking for what kind of freak you are. Or you know, if you're a bigger freak than the last one, you know, and they're and they in the mind frame of still wanting to be a wife, but they just thinking that they have to do other things to become a wife, you know, and yeah. and that's because what our requirements has altered to. We don't look for a woman to cook for us; we look for a freak now, or we want the one that can twerk the most, or we want the one with the biggest butt, or whatever we want. You got all these doctors that's doing these butt injections and they they going into business this is a business now to to put silicone crap in your behind to make your behind jiggle and, right, and but, you know, but, go ahead let me ask a question of you uh-huh. though 
based on what you Go go ahead, brother. I, I'll ask it after. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Will. I've been I've been rocking this song the whole time, but I'm at my destination. But I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of guys out here that want the chick that can twerk the most, but there's also a lot of guys that you know. I mean, well, I, I mean, I want a chick that can twerk the most myself, but there's a lot of guys that aren't as superficial, and I think that. I mean, there's superficiality on both sides of the equation, but and and I'm not going to say that my life is a is a microcosm of anything, but I don't know I don't necessarily think that um, a lot of women now are trying to out freak the next one. It's just that women now make their own money, and they're not and the expectation of being with a man is different than what it was before. Like I, I I'm. I, software. So I'm surrounded by professional women, black, white, red, purple. And the attitude is just different across the whole spectrum is that they make their own money. You know, they don't have to cook for anyone. They can cook for themselves. They can go out. They get their own houses clean. They drive BMWs, got 401k plans, all this other kind of stuff. And so the the expectation of a man, I think, has has changed, at least on that level. I'm not saying that you know, there are not some women out here that are just trying to out-freak the next dude, but women technically don't need a man to fill a role, and that's and at least that's what I've gathered in the intelligence that I've collected when I've asked around. I mean, I could be wrong. Sorry. And this is where my question comes in, in the play, uh, along with what he said. It was women, respectfully, who decided they wanted to, to date the nerdy tall guy. The nerdy tall guy didn't decide that. Men back at that time was dressing and dancing like peacocks to a, to attract a woman. It was women back at that time saying, well, our standard now is we want the Michael Jordan ball head guy. Michael Jordan didn't decide that, and the guys who had short hair didn't decide that because at that time it was about long jerry curls. So guys don't make these standards which is why women primarily, not all, of course, they dress for other women. You can go to a woman and say, hey, I like that. She prefers to wear the stuff that's in competition with the woman who, you know, she she's dressing for another female. So as a guy out here single now, my suggestion is, from what I see in my circle, the lady is picking her own destiny. There's a lot of regular guys out there. IT professionals, guys who just working, coming up. But what did they say now? That's settling. No man created that word, that terminology for us. So these are things that ladies are coming up with. These aren't things that guys are creating. But now the nerdy dude who never could get no play, now he got swag. Now the dude who works out now now the dude who works out all the time, who has no future and probably busts her in her lip in the in a second, she's on his top list. And my last point, when you look at some of these guys who have fathered over twenty and fifty children in the same neighborhood, how are these women avoiding all these other knucklehead dudes but seeking out these ones? They fit a stereotype. The goatee looks nice. They six foot three. Whatever those stereotypes are, 
So my suggestion, and I could be wrong because it's not every situation, but these ladies are picking this stuff. I, you know what? I don't, and I don't agree with you. That's, I mean, like one of the things that I've always said to my wife and to other people too is that men do things to get women. At least that's how I've always thought it worked. And so women could actually set their own destiny, and that, and that with the whole thing with these new professional women, I mean, that's, that's kind of what they're doing. I mean, they're, they, they are setting the tune to attract whoever it is that they want to attract. They can make those decisions, you know, and dudes are going, if, if, they're, if they're picking the nerdy dudes or whatever else um, like it is now, you know, it, it's their choice, you know. I mean, that's, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's just my observation. Jim, I've got an early tomorrow, but it was, it's been a pleasure. This is a great show, Roddy. Y'all doing a great job, but I got to go and check in. I got I got a real early start tomorrow. Thanks All right, for thanks, me. brother. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, whoops. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, sir. I, I was just, I was just going to add. You know, um, the brother say, you know, these women are picking these guys, and 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 he's 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 right because um, they start out by a list. A list is, you know, uh, he has to have bright eyes, light skin, tall, six-figure salary, you know, uh, a great body and all these other things. Well, on that list, you know, um, they don't include, I don't want this guy to cheat on me or beat on me or, you know, do all these other things. So once they meet that guy to ma- that match that list and he does one of those things, he backs, he backs away from that list. And now she's looking for the guy who she should have been looking for in the beginning. And that's when the nerdy guy who treats her right and opens the door for her, that's where he falls in. Now, it's not its not that he has money. It's just that she should have been looking in the right direction in the first place. She should have been looking with the guy for the guy who opens the door for her and treat her nice and hold her hand and all these other things. But she just found through her list that it was all... Um, picked from a carnal mind. So if we can continue to stay the course of being, you know, um, um, these type of dudes that we're supposed to be, then those women are going to come back to us anyway. We don't have to change. How much much do you think pop culture influences what women think they should have? It influences them a whole lot until they get slapped or punched in the face. (laughs) <laughs> it's like this thug stuff ain't working out. Yeah, I mean, or until yeah. age catches up with them, because you can't, you can, you can tell yourself that you'll be a cougar, but if nobody wants you, once you reach that plethora of age, no matter how slim you are and sexy you are, and see, that's the thing women don't understand, especially urban women. Most of the good guys are married off quick. And so you think mm-hmm. the guys are married off? Walking around available. And married off or, or not trying. Because oh. uh, because let me give you this monkey wrench. You remember two years ago, two thousand ten, they started that fad about going uh getting a white guy. Ain't a lot of white guys marrying. Have you noticed? Even the, even the women well, that are proposing, you, you know, you'll you'll have maybe ten, twenty guys white that you know that married the sister or whatever the case may be. 
but not in the hundreds, not in the thousands. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that just like us, those guys got standards of character that they're looking for. And no matter how professional you are, if I can't take you around mom, my cousins, my family, if you want to be heard all the time, if you operate in sloth or you do not dress in a feminine way, everything is business or pants all the time, just like any guy, and I think that's what women forget, they don't necessarily want to deal with that all the time. Just like a woman wouldn't want to deal with a guy wearing a Celtic uh, skirt all the time. Well, you know, uh, this conversation reminds me of an article that I read the other day. Um, It was a rapper, I forgot his name. He had a contest, a twerking contest for college, and he was going to give him some college money. And I think it was like, I don't know, ten, twenty thousand dollars. I'm not sure, but uh, so it was the one you had to send in a video. And it was a twerking video that you had to send in. And whoever twerked the best and gave the best reasons why they thought they should get this college money, he would give it to them. Well, the winner was, did anybody read that article? No. Yeah, Yeah, I heard about it. Go ahead. Okay. I still don't know what twerking means, so I'm sorry for not knowing that. But (laughs) Uh, It's all over the place, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But, But the winner was the one that did not twerk and she and she won the money uh, because she remained a lady and a lot of women are missing that point because a lot of and and everybody else that that was uh, that sent in the video they were twerking their behinds off but this one particular girl she just said no I'm not going to twerk I'm just going to tell you why I think I need it Mm -hmm. So that's the point when when the guys are looking for girls to do certain things, and they're going to go all out to do that thing that that guy's looking for. It's that one that sets herself apart and, and keeps her mannerism and, and, and keep her her things inside of her panties. You know, them the ones that get the respect. But the majority is thinking they have to compete with the ones that's doing all this twerking mess in that instance. That's what I'm saying about the triangle. You know, it's like, if she don't want to be in the triangle, she ain't going to be in the triangle. Because at the end of the day, I don't think we men are smart enough. And my cousin told me this years ago. He he was an actual pimp. He said no no pimp convinces a woman to prostitute herself. That woman's laziness makes her get out here and do this stuff. You can take your butt to school, join the military, do a whole bunch of other stuff. And most pimps will let you leave at any time because they don't want the hassle of you. You ain't making them a bunch of money. He said, but women laziness chooses this this, this situation. And they come and they need protection. And I said, oh, well, that kind of makes sense because I'm not going to go and male dancer at an all-gay club just because they're giving out 15000 a dance even with the promise that they're not going to touch me sexually. I'm not going. But somebody lazy will sit. Well, my friends ain't going to know. <laughs> so you're saying the easy way, the easy way is uh, is the way these women are taken because uh, because of laziness? Oh, absolutely. I, I, okay. I mean, I, I have close friends. 
who who do it. I mean, um, you know, but 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 men have had issues where they do it as well. You know, I had a friend cheat on his wife, and I told him, I said, dude, go to your wife and say, hey, I, you know, I'm gonna put you in a situation where you can lose this twenty, thirty pounds because that's what you need her to do. You need her to squeeze in a size eight. Now you think it's gonna cause an argument, and it might cause an argument. Well, you know it's going to cause a big, bigger argument, I told him, is when she catches you with that big woman or somebody come and tell her, which is even triply worse, that they saw you with that big-chested woman. I say it's not worth it. I've um, got a comment, brothers. Hello? Go ahead, brother. Yeah, go ahead. I've got, a com- I've got a comment to the earlier point. Um, I think the gentleman made a statement about, uh, I-, I don't remember the year he quoted, but he talked about it was kind of, you know, the stereotype or it was a fad that kind of went through um, where, you know, all the sisters or a lot of sisters were, you know, trying to marry white men. And um, and recently on, uh, on, on TV One, uh, Roland Martin did an interview with a young lady who, uh, wrote a book, and I can't think of the exact title of the book, but she was a sister, and the whole uh, premise of the book was her, she, she, she fell in love with a Jewish man. And so her whole premise on the book was why sisters should marry Jewish men. And he had a panelist, you know, they kind of, you know, he, he interviewed her, but he had a panelist of three women um, you know, educated women. One was a lawyer. One was, uh, I think, a president of a college at one point in time. And then another, you know, woman was like the, a political activist. And the only reason I bring the point up is, is because, you know, we're talking about women choosing or setting standards. And so the woman who wrote the book about the, you know, why she, black women should try or at least marry a Jewish man, her her whole concept was Jewish men are raised different from black men. And that uh, they are they are taught early on about manhood. They have uh, rituals that prepare them for uh, manhood, and that their uh, how they're reared and raised teaches them how to respect a woman better than a lot of black men. You follow me? Yeah, bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, the whole bar mitzvah idea. And so the reason I bring it up is because the three sisters who were on the panel, <laughs> I, their response to her was very different than what you would think. Because again, that you know, going back to your point about the whole time where sisters were, you know, marrying white men for a number of reasons, stability, money, whatever the case may be, their sisters were kind of like, well, look, you know, all black men are not bad, you know, and they were they were offering a host of reasons as to why they would prefer to probably stay with black men as opposed to going this Jewish route. Mm-hmm. And and I only say that to say, you know, that I don't I, by, by based on their responses, I don't necessarily know if all women are falling for the stereotype. Now again, there there's some of their reasons for wanting the black man were, you know, idealistic. In other words, it was like perfect world scenario but they were not quick to kind of jump at the idea of going outside of their race because, quote-unquote, all black men were thugs or all black men had babies out of wedlock or, you know what I'm saying? And not to say there isn't a large percentage of black men that are doing the thug thing or have babies out of wedlock, 
but they weren't necessarily touting the negatives. They were promoting the positives about black men. Absolutely, but, but, but you know, that kind of really proves my point. My point in, in when I said about the 2010 was that when you go to another culture as a woman, you're more likely to have to attune yourself, attune, attune yourself to that culture. And when you do have a prominent, successful lady, some ladies got a hard time going Muslim let alone going Judaism, let alone going Native American or Buddhism in China or Bushido in, in uh, Japan. It's a difficult transition. You've got South African women now getting married in droves by Chinese men. They're going to be subject to Chinese standards. Yeah, I, I do agree. There's a lot of ladies that want to stay with brothers, and that's a beautiful thing. There's a lot of brothers that want to stay with sisters. Um, but right, and, and that was my point, just to say, you yeah. know, that all all sisters weren't necessarily looking for. Oh no, no, no! I never meant you that. know the, the, the stereotype. Let me say that. Yeah. Mhm, mhm. Good words. And speaking of the, somebody brought up the negatives. Um, how can being involved in a love triangle be bad for your health? <laughs> <laughs> it's not healthy for your memory. <laughs> I mean, she Just might go to rent a bobbit on you. Yeah, either that or, or, or you'll be a walking pencil or a laying down pencil <laughs> full of lead. But, 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 but can being involved in a love triangle even be deadly? Of course. Well, what do, what do they Speaking say you can't? They, they they said you can't put two female dogs in the same kennel, even if they sisters. Under no circumstances are you going to put two love interests of any sort in a in a situation where they know about each other, and there's not going to be repercussions in some way, form, or fashion. Mm. Well, speaking of deadly fellas, does anybody remember hearing about the death of Philip Seymour Hoffman last month? At the hotel? Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But did y'all know that he was involved in a love triangle? Nah. I don't yeah. know if I want to know. No. <laughs> yeah, he was he was involved with his publicist. Yeah, yeah. Not long before his drug overdose death, the 46-year-old Hollywood star wrote in his private diaries about feeling caught in between his longtime girlfriend Mimi O'Donnell and another woman whom he had recently met. His journal entries suggest that his relationship with Allegedly, the publicist may have triggered a split from Mimi, who asked him to move out of their Manhattan home three months before his death. Law enforcement officials said that Mimi did not want Philip around their three young children while he was using drugs. Philip was found dead with 73 bags of heroin scattered around his apartment. It's been said that he was a hardcore addict, possibly addicted 
injecting up to 10 bags of heroin a day. When he was found dead in his bathroom, it was reported that he still had a syringe in his arm. Thoughts, fellas? You think that um, that the the love triangle drove him to um, no to his point of death or no? I will say this, man. As a former drug dealer, I look at stuff like that as people trying to escape the honesty of their life. Living is hard. At the same time, it can be easy once you have a vision for your life. And those type of people I've run into where they're looking for escapism and they're looking to escape, whether it be through porn, weed, smoking cigarettes, you're looking to escape the pressure of your life. And, uh, you know, it's not always a bad thing, but when it becomes so repetitive and so big, I, I just look at it. I, I've always looked at those those type of people in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that one has, one has too much to do with the other. You know what I mean? I don't think he committed suicide. I just think that he was, you know, not depressed about the, the love triangle. He's just a drug addict. I mean, sometimes we got to call it what it is. And he had access to too much drugs. Yeah, just made that money from that movie he made, too? Yeah. He made a lot of movies, man. He was good. Yeah, yeah he was. Man. He was real good. And, and you, all, you also look at people who, who like, because I, I saw this in Tupac. When you give somebody too much money, their vices become their strongholds. There's no doubt about it. Mm. It, 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 it's everything's not for everybody. Right. Go back to that. Some people can't handle fame. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, somebody talked about, uh, uh, Chris Brown earlier. That's someone that just can't handle fame because he can't stay out of trouble. Justin Bieber, all these people, they just, it wasn't for them. You see what I'm saying? But they got it. There are a lot of successful people are famous that you don't read about them. They, they just mind their business and, you know, don't make any waves. You know, everybody can't be self-employed. Somebody needs a boss telling them to get up and go to work every day. You know, some people don't need to have drugs because they're just, just they will kill themselves. And that was a situation there where the guy didn't know how to be a casual heroin dealer. I, I grew up in New York, man. Well, I've seen casual heroin dealers, you know, that just don't die. They lean. They lean. They don't fall over. But you see them every day still leaning. You know what I'm saying? They ain't in no hotel room dead. <laughs> but, but you know what's so crazy? Because me and my homeboy was talking about this in uh, Atlanta where we at currently. Uh you got a lot of celebrities we bump into out here who must not have no friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I bump into cats all the time, and I, and their demeanor is like, you ain't got nobody to tell you to shut the hell up, huh? You ain't got nobody mm-hmm. to tell you to sit down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so don't, just, uh, don't, rap don't buy that car. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. These ain't got nobody giving you a filter. So, so, so there's this rapper, the one who says, uh, "I just woke up in a new Bugatti or whatever." It's his, his song. Yeah, I can't even mention what his name is, but he he does a lot on his own because he stays at this condo that that I know of, right? Stuff a lot on his own, and I'm like, you ain't got no boys to send down and do that. Anybody kicking it with me at my condo is going to be my gopher. I'm not going down to pick up no food. I ain't going down to pick up no packages. The chick that's up there kicking it with me can go down and do that. But you ain't got nobody telling you that, dude. You mess around and get hurt like that. You're a celebrity now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now. He just he 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 a ball on the budget. You know, yeah, they're really not making that much money. And, um, well, and they never do that. The money. Huh? Yeah, they, they uh, never do. The money, you know, you heard a ludicrous quote, he only made uh, 50 this past year. You know, you you, you got to understand, man, these cats, and I think we talked about it on this show a long time ago, these cats don't have residual income the way they should. It ain't like it's a Smokey Robinson hit that's gonna keep playing, playing, playing. Hold on, John hold on, hold on. Back. John Legend. You said he back. only made fifty. Yeah, Luda only made fifty last year. Fifty. Five zero. Five zero. Fifty million. No, fifty thousand. Oh, because he ain't that. Yeah. Wait a minute. There's a movie that just dropped. Fast and Furious just dropped. No, 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 no. The Fast and Furious where Homeboy died. Yeah, that one didn't come out yet. The one before yeah, that. Yeah, that one didn't come out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he took So the other hit. one was a year before last. Yeah, he took a hit. Right, that one was a year before last, and who knows how he spent <laughs> that money. Right. <laughs> he went to court out here saying he he was expecting that movie to come out, but when Homeboy died, it set everything back. So if yeah. you notice, he didn't, he didn't drop no album, and he didn't do nothing. And... He sold his uh, that the first first four or five albums. He he, he sold that publishing to Scarface like three four years ago. He's fighting. He's fighting every night. So what kind of advice? Yeah, you know, what, what kind of advice, fellas, would you give somebody involved in a love triangle? Get, get out. out. Get out, man. Watch out. No good. It ain't worth it. Would you, get would you, out. Would you, would you give different advice to a woman that's involved in a love triangle than you would a man involved in a love no. triangle? Get out. No? Same you thing. Same advice. You're only, only going to hurt yourself and the, the person that mm. you love. And And guys are a lot less forgiving than women. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> ego picks huh? I, yeah, I right. uh, Let me let me ask you this question though: well, Do you think that a woman get in a love triangle uh, for the same reasons a man do? No, nah, I think I think all humans get in for different reasons. Doesn't matter the gender. Some people are lonely. Some people haven't been touched. Some people are. Uh, vindictive, and some people are just greedy. But do you think that, that a woman gets in it because of what a man 
is it is the drive uh, of her getting in a love triangle because of some issues that a man has t- has took her through? No, I think she just gets caught up. Yeah, and and then some, and then just like men, this is a human being. Some women have a sexual need. Some women have convinced themselves that they have a sexual need. So. You know, we can never say it's because of the man, just like we can never say a man hits a woman because of what the woman said. So so, so, you, so you think that a woman just get caught up, it's, not, it's nothing driven. So if she's getting sexed up real good by her husband at home, she would still have the need to go up there and find sex from somebody else. I mean, because, you know, from what I've learned about women, no, no, no. Go ahead. It, it, it could be um, that uh, she can have a great relationship sexually at home. However, the guy never, her husband never communicates. So, you know, Tyrone communicates and listens to her, gives her advice. Yeah, but wouldn't she just talk to Tyrone and not sleep with him? She, I mean, a love triangle doesn't always have to be sleeping with somebody. They can fall in love with another person emotionally, you know, without having sex with them because of the things that the husband doesn't do. So you think right. that Tyrone is listening to her just to be listening to her? Or does he got an agenda too? Tyrone has an agenda. Well, everybody Tyrone has. has an agenda, but he he's willing to wait. And see, you know, that, I think that I think that's the challenge because Tyrone. I mean, Tyrone may be willing to wait for as long as it takes, and it's just looking for that one moment of weakness that that day when she's just ultimately vulnerable. And just, well, I have yeah, been a Tyrone. I have been a Tyrone before, and I, I'm gonna say this not not in the way you guys are describing. I was dealing with a young lady, and we just had a purely sexual friendship, and that was three four years. No, a purely sexual friendship. We 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 friends. She do her thing. We're not trying to have a relationship. It was just purely sexual because she liked girls and I like girls who like girls. So this was like <laughs> this was like three four years ago. Okay. So I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I keep it one hundred. So yes, sir. this was like three four years ago before I got into the I rather be in a relationship mindset. So I found out she was married. And I said, Ma, I don't break up happy home because I don't like the, 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 the possibility of karma. You need to go work that out. And what it was was from her take on it, when I finally got her to tell me why she was even having the, you know, the friendship with me, it wasn't even a sexual issue with homeboy, according to her. He never dated her. He never took her anywhere. He never showed her off. He never, you see what I'm saying? It was an issue of mm-hmm. he worked, she worked, they interacted, they, they they went business places, but they never went and did no them things. While when she kicked it with me, I go salsa dancing. So, you know, it's it's something exciting and fun and different. It ain't work, it ain't work related. And the fact that she liked girls, she felt he didn't wouldn't like that side of her, which is why I said sometimes that woman, in her mind, she just may have a lust for a certain thing. 
she's a human being and she makes mistakes too. And so I told her, I said, you need to go work on that, Mom, because it's not, it's not worth you messing up your whole situation when y'all can possibly go see a counselor and have some real deep conversations about stuff. You know what I mean? So, that's a yeah, let me add something. To, to, yeah, let me add something to what that brother just said. Um, I want to flip it a little bit. Has anybody ever heard of the triangular theory of love? The triangular theory of love. Anybody ever heard of that? Right. Where do you begin? Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. The triangular theory of love is a theory developed by psychologist Robert Sternberg. According to his theory, fellas, in the context of interpersonal relationships, the three components of love are intimacy, passion, and commitment. And the amount of love one experiences depend on the absolute of these three components. A relationship based on a single component component is less likely to survive than one based on two or three of these components, intimacy, passion, and commitment. Do you all think there's any truth in this theory that Mr. Sternberg has come up with? I think he just only came up with a piece of it. Uh, and the big piece that he's missing is communication, you know. Um, and and uh, and passion is, you know, that goes with the territory after you communicate long enough. You know, all those um, all those uh, um, communication is first before all of those, I believe. And uh, I think that's just a, you know, he's trying to use his doctoral theories to uh, to gain notoriety of something that's already is is in existence. You know, so. It really doesn't matter what he says. If that woman want to talk to you and she don't care about the passion, then you better do some talking. Mm-hmm. Good words. What about uh, negotiated fidelity, you know, in this situation? We're talking about love triangle, fellas. Has anybody ever heard of negotiated uh, infidelity or, or having polyfidelity? Anybody ever heard of that? Sure, sure, sure. When you got somebody that's sick, someone that can't perform sexually, and they give their spouse the authorization to go in, you know, try to keep it discreet, but go ahead and get your rocks off. Where they do that at? I mean, it happens, man. I mean, you know, yeah. So, so they agree. They agree. You're not to that point yet, huh? But you're not to that point. I mean, you know, I mean, certain people, they get older. You know, let's just say you have a, you, you know, somebody that's considerably older than the other one. You know, an uh, older guy, he's, he's a sugar dad. He's got a younger girlfriend. He ain't going out to the club. He ain't doing none of that stuff. He just wanted to come home. You know, so he, you know, hey, go have, go have your fun, and I'll see you when you get back. You know what I mean? I think those things happen a lot. Yeah, and you're on the right so is track. So is it because of a is it because of an age difference or is it because of a? It could be health, age. Or, okay. It could be you know, or it, it could be you used to things. be a freak and you know and keep being a freak. I'm all right with it. <laughs> you know, or it could be I mean, you've or, never seen a man, a man that will may sometimes bring another man home to have sex with his wife while he watches. No, no, I ain't never seen that. I heard about. You it. never heard of that before. 
but I ain't never heard. I mean, in real, nah, I don't know. If, I thought that would be just like the. Nah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of them, bro. It's a lot of them. True. You got man sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 even if it's not even, you know, that's that's a little bit um, extreme. Some extreme examples, but let me tell y'all a little story about Melissa and Tom, just to make it real basic. Melissa and Tom have been married for 10 years, and they have three beautiful children together. To the outside world, they have a great marriage, but unfortunately, Tom has been having an affair with the same woman for the last five years, and Melissa is sick of it. Tom has been trying to negotiate with his wife about having an open marriage. She would be the mother and homemaker, and he could keep his mistress for all of his other needs. Thoughts, fellas? Oh, he can keep his mistress for all of his what? All of his. He wants her to do the wife stuff and 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 the mistress to get all the mistress benefits. There you go. Well, that, that's what. So should that's Tom, what's going on now? Yeah, There's but be should a Tom girl, be forced? Right? I don't know. But should Tom be forced to make a choice? I mean, or, or should his wife be willing to continue to share him? Should he be if forced to make a to choice? Sister, he ain't gonna have that choice. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something biblical. Uh, you know, the sad thing with Tom is he's still in that child state of of life, to where he he wants all his pleasures. You know, what I mean, that's not. And, and I used to think like that, too. That's not what life is about. Life is about developing stuff and having your children see you and mom succeed. This this whole fantasy of trying to trade your wife in for a girl that you met at the strip club mentality, it, it just ends up hurting dudes in the end because when that man takes one loss, and I think about that Wolf of Wall Street movie, Everything the Wolf of Wall Street got was because his wife kept giving him ideas and she didn't realize it. When he went and got with the other girl, he got into so much debauchery that there was no filter for him. Mm-hmm. And, in the end, and in the end, when he lost it all, he didn't. Well, the reason I think he lost it all, he didn't have that voice of the first wife nagging as it may have been saying, hey, this ain't you. It would have been better off if he had to stay there. He would have known when to get out, when to calm down. And that's what I think women are for. I think women are those, they they are the artsy part of us. They are the artsy part of our rib. They, they remind us what's important, and we in turn for them give them better vision of what's important. Not that that's a trade-off, but Tom is, Tom is going to crash and burn. Do y'all do y'all think Tom loves his wife? Uh, no, I think he loved the idea that she has the kids. She is a homemaker. She take care of his kids, and she's not going to beat him over the head for child support. Because when a dude don't want to so leave what? a lady, I believe it, it has everything to do with a lot of a lot of a lot of times. It's like I'm cheating on you, and I don't want you to find out because if you find this out. You know, I'm not going to be able to live this life I'm able to live because don't no woman want a broke dude. 
you know, uh, don't know. I mean, if you if you're spending money on a mistress, you think that mistress is going to still be there after you leave your wife? Because a lot of them is in the game. And, and you know, this is what I believe. I think a lot of mistresses are in the game just for the cat and mouse chase. You know, just because it's it's secretive. Is you know, um, and a lot of you know, my brother was in this kind of thing as well. Uh, he said that you know when he broke up with the girl last week. Uh, she said, he said, why did you get in this with me? He said, well, it was exciting. It was like, you know, sneaking cookies out of the cookie jar, taking a piece of the apple pie, and Mama trying to find out what's going on. You know, and she admitted to him that it was, uh, it was, it was something that was driving her, you know, um, wild a little bit. And it kind of even drove her crazy when, you know, she would fly all the way out to Hawaii and, and they would sneak out and she would have him sneak out to see how far she can push him to get away from his wife to see what how what kind of control and power that she have, you know, or influence over this man's wife. Now she's in it for that reason, but he's in it for the excitement as well because he's not getting something at home, but he don't necessarily want to leave her because it's it's a lot of consequences to leaving a marriage. You know, you gotta pay up a lot when you leave a marriage and don't have no kids. You know, now that he's all free now that he's he don't have a woman, he don't have anything to tie him down. She's like, uh, well, okay, come over. You know, it's not, it's nothing like it was when they were when he was married. Yeah. Good words. Good words. I got a monkey wrench, fellas. Um. Is it possible for a man to be in sort of a love triangle with his wife and his platonic female friend? A what? Keyword key platonic. <clears throat> Is it possible for a man to be in sort of a love triangle with his wife and his platonic female friend? How can it be a love triangle? His platonic friends. I understand. Yeah. I guess he's trying to. Would you love if the if the husband has spent a lot of time with the platonic friend? It seems to be more than what it is, and then the wife steps up and says, "You know, you're spending a lot of time with her," and then you know he argues against that because wait, we just friends. You got a problem? You know, we just friends. You know. And it it, it kind of takes away from the marriage because you're spending so much time with your friend that's a female. And the bottom line, fellas, is that the man could have legitimately loved both of them, both women, one sexual or not. That's not a problem. Okay. That's a problem. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, you could... You can shoot too much pool with your boys. You can play too much golf. You can play too much PlayStation. It's, it, it, something that you're doing too much of is going to is going to raise a red flag with her anyway, whether it's male or female. If she's already accepted the fact that you got this female friend, it's a wrap after that. It's just like any other activity that you have. Mm-hmm. Hello. So what, you, what do you like think is one? I think in the back of her mind, she's wondering, could this happen? Could something else go further? She knows you ain't sleeping with the dudes. Mm. 
I don't think we're going to re- revisit that tonight, y'all. That's a whole other topic. But those of you that have female friends in your marriage, once it's accepted, it's accepted. If it's a lie from the beginning, if it's a lie from the beginning, then it's going to come out. But if it's a true, truly a female friend that you've always had that's non-negotiable, it's going to be accepted. When you say non-negotiable, right. I mean that... Non-negotiable, like, this is my friend. She's always been my friend. She's going to keep being my friend, whether you be my wife or not. Non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. But you got to do it up front. You can't do it afterwards. Go ahead. Yeah, I respect that. And that's good words. And I'll, I'll flip it, uh, you know, Wait a minute. Can I, let, me, let, me let me ask one question. Let me ask one question. What if you had a sexual encounter with that female friend, and did, and your wife asked you that, and yeah, said, that's yeah. Go ahead. All bets are off at that point. Yeah. She ain't that person yeah. then. She's somebody else. She's somebody you slept with. Okay. Right. So, but what if that is still your platonic friend? I mean, or your friend? Can't that, be. You know, we slept together Can't when we were fifteen. Can't be. She don't qualify no more. Oh, she don't qualify. Okay, she disqualified no. once that. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. Go ahead, Rodney. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and 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 exactly right. Um, you know, it's no longer platonic. You know, at, at that point. But um, I mean, let me flip it a little bit. Um, what about a love triangle with a family member? And again, not talking sexually at all, fellas. And I mean, let me help you a little bit. This is uh, thirty seconds. My wife and my mom were in a car accident. Uh, my wife was driving, my mom was in the passenger seat. Uh, I get to the scene of the accident, about three miles from the house, uh, ready at work, at home, and the passenger seat side is completely taken off the car. Wow. I get to the hospital, and I'm saying my wife and my mom are here. I get in the emergency room, and I see my wife first. But I really want to see my mom. Now, that was a clip from the show we did way back on December the 6th, 2011, entitled, Are You Your Mother's Husband? Thoughts, fellas? Brother was torn between his wife and his mother in that situation after the accident. He didn't get the memo. Mm. I remember that call. He just didn't get the memo. That's all that is. So... Mm. So from that call, he, when he, when he was in the ho- when he went to the hospital, he wanted. I mean, it sounds like that the that the whoever was in the passenger side seemed to be hurt the worst. Um. And without listening to the whole call, or not without giving the whole uh, two-hour conversation, or however long he was talking, um, when you see something like that. If you see the back seat, you know, really tore up or the back door really jacked up and the front's okay, you want to see who, you want to see the results of the person who was in the worst of the uh, the accident, I believe. You know, if it's, if the driver's side was tore up the most, I don't believe that the reaction would have been the same if he knew his wife was driving. I think it would have been just the opposite. 
Okay, that's fair. Let me give you all another example. On July 16th, 2013, we did a show called Secret Child. You remember that show, T-Hawk? I do. Yeah, one of the examples you brought up on that show was about how a father can get remarried but maintain a secret relationship with his biological child unbeknownst to his new wife, or vice versa. A woman can get married and could do the same thing with her biological child. So here again, we have, again, not a sexual love triangle, but sort of a love triangle where there's a secret relationship between the child and the biological parent that is is, is, a, is a secret to that that newly... Um, acquired spouse. What do y'all think about this, fellas? I don't know why he would have to think that it would um, it would be a secret unless um, you know. I had a friend of mine. He had a he he had a uh, a problem with sleeping with women, or he just chose to sleep with women outside of his marriage, uh, and his wife knew that he was cheating sometimes. I mean, we Navy guys, so, you know, it happens. It's like it's it's known to happen. Um, but she said, if I ever find out that you have a child outside of uh, our four children, then, you know, it's really, really done. And uh, and then he said, okay, let me stop cheating. Well, unbeknownst to him, he did not know that he had already impregnated someone. And um, And the girl came back. You know, seven years later, uh, when Facebook and everything came out, and she contacted him and said, you know, you, you do have a son with me, and I would like to get a blood test. Um, you don't have to do anything. You know, I'm not asking you for any child support. I just thought that it was fair to let you know that you do have a son. So he had stopped cheating on, you know, with his wife, on his wife for the last, you know, ever since she said that. It scared him. It woke him up a little bit. But now he had to tell her because he, as a man, know that, you know, he knew what it was like being without a father, and he didn't want to leave a child out there without a father. So he had to tell his wife, and that was the end of their marriage because she had made that, that statement to him. And his argument was, well, I didn't even know she was pregnant. That happened after, you know, he was trying to add up the times and, trying to let her know during that time you told me that was already under the bridge, you know. And but she did not care. That was just the end of his marriage. So if you want to do it for and if he asked, well, you know, should I could have should I uh kept it a secret? Should I have kept it a secret? Should I have, you know, continued to start sending him money without you knowing about it? We got four kids here and if I spend ten dollars you know what's going on, you know. We got a shared account, you know, I changed my life since you know, what should I have done, you know? So, but he, he refused to not um, take care of that child because he knew that child was his. Mm. Any other thoughts, fellas? <clears throat> Love triangle with a family member? Not sexual. Not sexual. Well, let me give you all yet a final example. 
And I guess this is a, a monkey wrench. Uh, ten seconds, fellas. Fellas, that was track number nine, Looking for Love, off of R. Kelly's critically acclaimed double album. Simply entitled R. So the monkey wrench is this. I don't know who that is. The monkey wrench is simply this, fellas. What about a love triangle that a pastor experiences with his wife and his church? Have y'all ever thought about the different directions that a pastor is pulled between his wife and his church? Yeah, I, I have. Um, well, I'm going to talk. Anybody got any thoughts on that? Hmm. I can kind of speak about that a little bit. Okay, go ahead, brother. Um, you know there there is um, there is a huge similarity um, to at least biblically in Christendom. Um, how the pastor is to love uh, his or her spouse. And the same, at least for lack of better words, uh, love that he or she has for their spouse, they're also supposed to have that almost similar or identical love for the church. You know, the Bible says, um, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. And there's really a there's really a challenge there because um, ultimately, you know, especially for pastors, you know, if you're you're trying to love your wife, um, you know, with this kind of selfless uh, giving love, the challenge is is that you also are trying to give that same type of love, same type of care uh, to the church that you are shepherding or leading, and um, I think one of the greatest difficulties for the pastor uh, who may be caught in this love triangle is this, is that, and it can and it can be very dangerous, and I'll, I'll explain in a moment, but it can be dangerous because when it is that the pastor's wife uh, or the pastor just does not feel that his wife is reciprocating the love uh, that he's giving out, um, the danger is, is that he will look to the church to give him the love that he's not getting at home. Mm. And and it's dangerous on multiple levels because, uh, number one, you'll look for that kind of just in a general sense, but it also can lead to even the potential of there be, you know, kind of infidelity on some level. Um, because, again, you know, pastors, you know, are looked to as men, women of influence, of power, and... 
um, they can become susceptible, you know, to making a poor decision in a in a one-on-one counseling meeting or behind closed doors or whatever the case may be. Because again, they, you know, the the the, the stand, statement of stance is, you know, love the church like you love your wife. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the in, the intimacy that you have with your wife is really not supposed to be the intimacy that you have with your church or a church member. Let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it can it can be challenging. Yeah, um, I had a I had a pastor. Uh, my wife and I was was well. We, it started out as him coming over, and just just saying hello to us and whatnot. And he came over, and him and his wife came over, and it turned into us counseling them because um, his wife uh, got upset because uh, she said, you know. You know, I'm your wife. You know, you you, you don't need to uh, preach at me. I am not the church. I am your wife. Every time I talk to you, it doesn't need to be a sermon. Just because I right. ask a question about um, kids, you wants to preach at me about how how good of a you know whatever how God did this and how God did that. She said, "Can we have a normal conversation?" So he said that every word he felt that. He did that because every word that came out of his mouth need to be uttering some kind of something spiritual. And she said, well, that doesn't make you human. That makes you, you know, no earthly good because you're just always thinking about heaven, and he, like you live in there already. So, um, so um, he said, well, that's not in the Bible. And he said, you know, I need to treat you like Christ treated the church. How do you think Christ treated the church? The same thing what man just said. So... Uh, since my me and my wife are, you know, uh, marital well, I ain't gonna say we're marital counselors, but a lot of people come for us, and it's it's four o'clock in the morning when we're talking about this. Uh, we had to go. He wants to see scriptures, and um and I had to show him. You know, we set out to show him. You know, Christ wore three hats. You know, he was the Messiah, or he was Christ. He was a carpenter. And he was um, the son of God. And all of them had three different responsibilities. The son of God was to pull stuff out. And Christ was to pour stuff in. And the carpenter, you know, he had a, that was his worldly duty as to build whatever he was building. And then when the demons and the man saw Jesus coming, he said, you know, Jesus, son of God, he identified him as son of God. But if he would have had on his Christ hat, it wouldn't have worked for the demon to tell, I mean, for God to tell, Jesus to tell that demon to come out of that man and go into those pigs. Uh, if he was to show up as, you know, the son of God when he was supposed to have been pouring into somebody, his duty wouldn't have worked. Uh, if he would have been showing up as the carpenter when he needed to be Christ at that point, it wouldn't have worked. It doesn't matter how effective you are in that job if you have to have that hat on when it's time or it's going to be perverted. I can't be uh, I can't be daddy to my wife or I can't be husband to my daughter or, you know, it would be perverted. So you, even though you're an excellent father and an excellent husband and an excellent pastor, you have to have those hats on when it's time to have them on. You know, you can't be preaching to your wife while you're in the middle of trying to, you know, blow, you know, sleep with her or you know, have an intimate night of sex. You have to kind of take right. that preacher hat off and put on the husband freaky man hat on. You know, right, 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 right. We're not, we're not playing Amazing Grace in the bedroom. 
Right, right. And the piece is, and, and I'll say this, I mean, this is kind of a sidebar, but, you know, even for the pastor's wife, she needs to know, you know, you, you're not wearing your first lady's hat in the bedroom. I mean, unless I want you to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but, but playing really, a role. Huh? <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. And that you know, and that becomes and that really becomes a challenge, you know, in the in the past the first lady relationship, you know, when it is that you wear those hats, um, you know, that, that that my brother was talking about, man, and that's you know, you've got to know when to put that up, man. You know, I mean and so the and and the challenge is too is that because a lot of parishioners don't see you as husband, intimate, you know, uh, sexual moments with your spouse or whatever the case may be, you know, sometimes, this, you know, your spouse gets caught up like, you know, wait a minute, like, are you, like, no, baby, I'm not, I'm, I'm putting on, I'm putting on Marvin Gaye tonight. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, wait a minute, you're the pastor. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm your husband. <laughs> you know? And it and needs to be, you know, and when that happens, and I, and I always say that because, when when there when there's lack of understanding in that area of those different hats that you wear, again ultimately you know to the point of the topic tonight, it can create this love triangle, man, where you're kind of looking outside of the home to be fulfilled in various areas. Because ultimately we understand that pastors are men and women, you know, you know even even before they received their call, they were a man, they were a woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know to do the work of the Lord, and sometimes sometimes we can kind of get that misconstrued, you know, before I was called, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't I, you know, not saying that I didn't have a purpose when I came out of my mother's womb, but I was a man. Even Jesus was, for 33 years before he entered into public ministry, was a carpenter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and so we've got to be, we've got to be mindful of that, even when it comes to the relationship that, look, I'm, I'm a man, yes, you know, I can pray and preach and lay hands on the sick and all of those wonderful things, but I am a man at the end of the day. I had a guy yeah. on uh, Facebook the other day. Uh, he, I think he's on his call sometime, but he said, uh, I turned in one of my Candy Crush points. And he said, hey, I can't believe you play Candy Crush. You you, 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 you talk about God, this and that, and you, you're dealing with marriages, and you're dealing with this and all these other things, and you got time to play Candy Crush? You know, I would have never matched Candy Crush against, you know, your lifestyle. I said, well... I'm I'm also a, a person that likes to that that has time in three o'clock in the morning where I don't feel like talking to anybody about marriage, or I don't feel like talking to or reading my Bible. I mean, I, it's a pastime, and some people think that you're supposed to be locked into um, in a way that they have you uh, viewed in, and uh, and they really don't know you as a person. You know, they come over. To, some people come over to my house and they find out. That you know, well, I'm not gonna to say too much, but it just right. what me and my wife do in the bedroom. They're like, y'all, what? You know, I'm like, heck yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you guys are supposed to be, you know, Christ-like. I said we is, you know, the marriage right. bed is not the file, you know. So I have to right. check them on some things because they thinking they checking me on some stuff. I'm like, whatever goes on between me and my wife, if we both agree on it, it's on. You know, and I have to remind people that we are husband and wife, physical people, and we love each other. We're physically attracted to each other. We take baths together. 
Yes, we hold hands. Yes, we both sleep naked. You know, and they, they kind of put these people on a spiritual level to where uh, they can't do any wrong. And I say, don't put me up there because uh, I'm, I'm a slip and fall all the time. I'm glad I'm well, admired well, that, you know. Go ahead. Well, well let me ask you a question. Well, let me, let me just... Hello? I think we lost him before his question. Oh, yeah, okay. he, he, he lost him. Um, I think but we lost all. you know, you, yeah, we did. We talked. We talked about. Um, we're talking about the church. And uh, has anybody ever heard of the Holy Love Triangle? The Holy Love Triangle. No. 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 Hmm. What's the Holy Interesting. Love Triangle? The holy love triangle is the triangle that brings the husband and wife closer together and in turn closer to God. Um, okay. and, I don't know that noise. Is somebody moving? Is anybody moving? I don't know who that is. I got their phone on speaker up left. Moving around. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I think it's Alvin. Brother, you there? All right. Um but I mean the holy triangle again is the is if you look at the diagram of the holy love triangle it shows both the husband and wife have an individual relationship with God. And as the husband and wife grow closer to God, they actually draw closer to each other. Um, but, you know, is, it, is, is an individual relationship with God a vital part of a husband and wife's relationship? Is, is there an individual relationship? Is, yeah, it is. Yeah, and so so what happens... To the triangle, if one of the spouses is growing closer to God and the other spouse is not, what do you think happens to the triangle? It's still a triangle because the, uh, the one that's not all the way in is really sanctified by the one that is. So it really doesn't matter if she don't cooperate or he doesn't cooperate as long as that one is doing their job or, or is doing their duty according to what God tells them to do, then the other one is going to automatically, eventually, I'm not going to say automatically, I'm going to say eventually fall in line because my wife is not going to continue to go to church every Sunday and I say, no, nah, I'm watching the football game. And then she come home smiling. I'm going to eventually wonder, why are you smiling? Who is at church? You know, that's going to, that's going to get me in there. You know, whatever my jealousies or hang-ups are, you know, that's going to, cause her to make me think or be curious about why she always smiling when I'm always treating her bad or why she always coming home to cook and clean and willing to sex me up and do all these things. What's wrong with this lady? And eventually curiosity is going to lead me in the right way. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the right way, but, you know, what about in cases where the husband and wife go different ways? You know, they regularly attend different churches. How does that affect this holy love triangle? They regularly attend different churches. 
Ask the question so, one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, I said uh, cases where the husband and wife regularly attend different churches. How does that affect this this holy love triangle that we're talking about now? I, I mean, I think it. I think it impacts it to, on some level. I don't think it necessarily. Um, you know, kills the love triangle or makes it, you know, it may make it imbalanced on some level because, you know, obviously two different churches, two different contexts, you know, the level of where they are or how they're growing spiritually is impacted, but they are mm-hmm. both growing spiritually. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not happening at the same level. Of course, if they were under the same roof at the same church, it would be, you know, great because they could be growing, um, you know, at least semi, you know, a similar or similar uh, spiritual levels, but even being in the same church doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be on the same spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I believe in going to the same church, it um, it makes things better because uh, going to different churches, um, it, it I've well, I've seen in my own household that it that it, it eventually drives one one way or way of thinking into uh, a direction that that another one may not be going in the same direction in. You know, that was in, you know, the house I was growing up in. My mother and father, they were, uh, when they got married, well, my mom's stepdad, when they got married, um, they were already going to different churches that they were uh, obligated to go to. Well, you know, they, they said that this is their church home. And when they got married, they did not, um, they did not come together in that respect, you know, as far as church is concerned, even though it was both Baptist churches, uh, they did still get two different teachings. And then mm. in a period of time, they they um, end up talking about each other's pastors, like you know he don't know what he's talking about, because my pastor say da 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 da, you know. So everybody think their pastor is right, and here come on Sunday afternoon over dinner. They arguing about the sermons, who's right of who and who's wrong. That should have been the best day of the week in the house. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was the worst day of the week, or that started out. You know, that started their week out wrong because of something that so was going from a conversation about church. So I was going that, to different churches. Um, I think that it it's a distraction. I think that it's an unwanted distraction that you could you could do without in your marriage. I think that we are thrown enough curveballs that we have to duck and dodge just to stay married. And I think that when things like that happen, it just adds more fuel to um, the fire. And you know, and in my own personal experience, I you know I have um, my wife and myself. We started going to the same church. And for some reason, she got tired of the pastor. She couldn't understand him. Um, you know, that's what it is. Uh, so then we went to visit. We, you know, I just got invited to another church by some friends. And we went, and then my wife, all, all of a sudden, she likes that church. So she decided, well, now she wants to go to that church, you know. Um, I wasn't on board with that. You know, and after a while, you know, I mean, I think I went back one other time, um, but I was never in the market for a new church, ever. You know, if you invite me, I'm going to come. One of y'all invite me to your church, I'll come. Don't mean I'm going to sign up the next week. You know, it wasn't time for me to move. 
And I think that sometimes they have to understand that moves that they make can be detrimental to a marriage. Because now she'll come and she'll tell me where she's going. Like if she said, well, I'm going to XYZ Church. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to ask you on Sunday mornings where you're going to church. I'm not going to ask you how service was. You know what I mean? And and, and that's just how it is. So that created a, 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 a spiritual wall. You know, I think when, when um, a couple comes from worship, and they're supposed to sit down and talk about the word right. and what it meant right. to each other. Right. It shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a, now I don't want to hear it because I think you, you, you are acting out of pocket at this point. You know what I'm saying? You know, if, 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 if you and I start going down this path and you go to the left just because, I may not be all right with that, especially when it comes to God. You know, and again, I don't, you know, I don't have anything to do. I mean, the other church is fine. It's a good church. I got nothing against it. But now it's, it's become a tool that's causing division. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, so what when so when you get home from you guys' respective churches, what is the conversation like in reference to what we're going to do for the rest of the day? In reference to your, 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 you know, you used to talk about it together, but now you don't, and now it's like an empty space of conversation. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's it's. It's almost like, and it doesn't happen. She doesn't go often. So let me make, not make it sound like it's an everyday thing. Matter of fact, she just went back with me this week, you know, and I didn't ask. It was just like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to go with you this week. You know, I think, I, so I think she's in between trying to figure it out. And that's cool. I'm going to be patient. But when you go over there, that's between you and them. So, and maybe it's unreasonable, so, but that's just how I feel about it. I mean, you know, but go ahead, go ahead. I mean, well, you know, I, I'm a strong believer, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound chauvinist at all. You know, um, when when a when a husband and wife are going to a church, the decision should be on both of them. And when they both initially start going to their church, and the woman gets up and changes her mind, uh, and, I, and and this happens a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, my wife wanted to change her mind. A few times, I said, you know, if we would have followed you the first time, I would have still been following you, and we would still not be settled in one church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to follow you because that leads me to a historic catastrophe. That's right. Will. I'm not going to lead. I'm not going to allow you to lead us as a family when I'm supposed to be leading. Now, if you want to go astray, then I'll see you when you get back. See when you get back. Right. Figure it out. So <laughs> you figure out what you want to do, and after God spank you enough, then you mm-hmm. know I'll see you when you get back because that that decision is supposed to be on us, you know, because God charges us, you know. And if I'm getting up, taking my family to church, the children are going with me. You can go wherever yeah. you want to go. Children are going with me. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and again, you know, I. Yeah, we lost some of the fellas, but is, is going to different churches 
kind of like being married but living in different houses. It could be that way. It could. It could be. That perception, because you've got different perceptions, you know, you're not following the same two different paths in the same household. And it's difficult to try to talk to your spouse when their belief if they just found a... I mean, you know how it is when you find something new. Oh, you got to hear this. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to just... And it's... Yeah, you're excited because it's new. I'm going to give you a month. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then watch, watch things don't come... You know, you're going you're gonna to say something that's going to make you mad. Just like this pastor over here says something that made you mad. Just like the last pastor over there says something that made you mad. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you hey, just give it some time, and you're going. He's going to say something that you're not going to agree with, because you've been taught differently, or you believe yes. you've been taught to believe differently. Yeah, you can't just jump ship because you don't understand. And I know a lot of times we want to feel good when we go to church, but it's not always about feeling good. It's about getting to know that word. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't want to know that word. We just want to feel good when we go. You know, we want to be, oh, he was on my street today. Oh, he was, I know he was talking to me today. Yeah, right. (laughs) Sound good. But sometimes it's got to be about the word. Some of the time, if he's preaching from the Bible, he's preaching from the Bible. I mean, that's where he's supposed to be. He ain't preaching from the newspaper. You want to go get to preach from the newspaper? Go get preach from the newspaper. You might feel good from that. I'm not getting this from the newspaper. I can read the newspaper. I don't need you to interpret the newspaper for me. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? I'm going because I need to get this Bible down. You understand what I'm saying? So if that's if that's your struggle, then you have to say, my struggle is I don't understand the word. Then let's find a way to 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 incorporate the word more into our lifestyle, not just jump ship and try to go somewhere else where they're not talking too much about the word. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, T. One yeah. thing I had to start doing, um, because I know my wife was seeking. She was always seeking uh, a better preacher. She was always seeking uh, a better word, or th- thought somebody thought she was missing out on something. And then I, I came across a word where it says each man is the prophet, priest, and pastor of their own house. Mm-hmm. So I, so what I had to do. I say, well, her she's not seeking a teaching from anybody. She needs a teaching from me. You know, if I am the head of the house and I am the pastor and the priest of this house, I need to, you know, talk to my wife too. When it when it when it's time to put on that hat, you know, I need to be the one to let her know. I'm gonna break something down to her if she don't understand it. I need to be the one that read with her and ask her do she understand. Not all the time she's going to, you know, accept my word for it, but cool, go read it for yourself after you and I talk. But that brings a lot of communication between us two because I am the first that's supposed to be feeding into her. I couldn't stand when I didn't know the word as much that another man comes up to her. I'm not even going to say a man. I'm going to say a man that calls himself a prophet or calls himself an apostle he comes up to my wife and he says, and it's no jealousy here, but he has a word from God from for her. And I'm like, the first thing I thought was, wait a minute, 
well, how come you have a word for my wife and I don't have a word for my wife? How come you have a word for my wife, but the pastor, our pastor, don't have a word for my wife? Now, what make you or your word that you claim is from God more valuable than what she gets here every Sunday or more valuable that she that she gets at home every day? So I had to step my game up because now you're in a boat where you're going to believe in anything, anybody say. Because I say, that sounds like a bunch of bull crap. What if that man came up to you and say, well, the word from God is since I'm the prophet is you supposed to be my lady or you supposed to open up your legs to me. What If you believe that, then you believe, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's but you got to be careful, man. But you got to yeah. be careful. And what I mean by that is you got to be careful because God does send people to intercede. Set yeah, but it's going to be in a decent order. It, it wouldn't be in an you order. You can't that, say the order's going to be in. No, I'm going to say it's not going to be in an order hey, that would make the other order comfortable. What I'm it saying is, is God doesn't work in the order. I can't hear you. Say that again. I said I don't believe God. It, it will work in the order that you you may proceed. No, not oh, not my order. Not my order. I'm saying he he's not going to go out of order, out of his own order. So I look for his order first. If if he's if he has a, a standard order, he's not going to go outside of that. So if I see him, if I see someone going outside of that order, it brings pause or question or uncomfortability to me. And if it brings that to me, then it's not something that's not right. If if something if I feel or my wife feels that something is not right then something, believe me, is not right. That's not God if I feel that something is not right. It's not a jealousy. You know, some people can say they can pin that word or stamp that word on it, but it's not that. It's just something is not right. It had nothing to do with jealousy. Yeah, maybe, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. maybe it's not jealousy. Maybe you're just trying to do a lot because sometimes you got to delegate. Sometimes, I mean, people are there for that reason. You know what I mean? If you go to a marriage counselor, he may say, okay, I got a... Don't want to want to come. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you don't know where the word's coming from. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we got to receive it anyway. Well, at the end, well, I said all that to say at the end, that same prophet said that, you know, you guys need to come over to our church just to get what I'm saying because I can't wrap it up to you in, you know, this forum. And I said, oh, that's the agenda. You need folks at your church. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I, was, I, was, I felt it already because Sundays prior, he would always come to her. He would never come to me and say, hey, bro, I got a word for you. Oh, I got a word for you and your wife. It will always be just my wife. And then she would in turn come back to me at home and say, you know, we need to visit so-and-so's church because, you know, he got a word. It's funny how he got a word for me every Sunday, but I own pastor on. I say, yeah, that is funny. You know, uh, he has an agenda, and I don't know what it is, but it's not. it don't feel right. And then eventually he said, you guys need to come over there to visit our church because we start in our church in our home, and, you know, it's intimate. You can ask questions. It's nothing like this. 
and it was to put down where we currently was. And I'm not like I said, it wasn't a jealousy thing. It, it was just something that wasn't right about it. And that and the end result was he was trying to build a congregation from another man's church. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that's right. But but is is, is how you solve this dilemma more important than what you decide? Is how you solve it more important than what you decide to do? How do how we resolve it is more important than what we decide to do? Yes. I don't understand yeah. that question. Yeah, I think like how I you think go about making the decision versus the actual decision. You talking about delivery? Yes. The way you present it to her? Yes. Well, yes. I mean, that's always important because that's how you're going to dictate how she receives it. Well, you can't dictate, but that's how how she receives it is going to be determined. But you just can't say because yeah. it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to important, and we, and we, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, when, I was saying when it comes to important issues, you know, I I, I have to sit sometimes tell my wife, it, hey, it's God's way. It's not my way. It's not your way. This is what you know that I'm led to do by my spirit. And if you don't like it, then I'm only going to be charged for it, not you. Because I don't like it either, but I have to I have to submit to an authority just like you have to submit to an authority. Now, if I'm not doing the things in your eyes to show you that I'm not submitting to an authority or a higher power, then I can, unsee where, I can see where you got questions for me or, or you have questions like, okay, well, uh, you just went to the club last night. How are you going to sit up here and talk about you submitting to a higher authority? If you don't see me doing nothing outside of that, if you see me trying every day to do the right thing consistently every single day, then you shouldn't have no problem following my lead because I'm not leading you down a dark path. But if you see me diligently moving in the right direction all the time, then you shouldn't have a problem following me because you see that I'm following a higher authority. Do you think God gives your wife... um Discernment. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've, been, I've been listening for you know since the show started, right? I haven't said much, um, but um, I, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you say about somebody coming to your wife with a word, or somebody leaving the church, and she was okay where she was at, and thus forth and so on. And I'm just curious. I mean, I I, I think I mean I heard. I heard, um, I think it was Rodney, I thought I heard him talk about personal relationships with God, right? So where does the personal relationship with God enter in, in that with her? And where where does uh, her discernment on what she feels about where she had when she heard that preacher say whatever you said, that, 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 you know, that he said, if if, if she walked away? I'm, I mean, I was trying to understand that. Or maybe I was missing when, something. Well, when God... When, well, okay, I, I guess we're at that time. When God comes to uh, a man, is usually confirmed by his woman's uh, discernment. And when she comes to him and she say, "Hey, I am, I'm led to believe this," and you know, and I and and I could be already God has already lined me up to what that is, but mm-hmm. because I was already in tune. If mm-hmm. I wasn't in tune and wasn't thinking about it, then that's cool. 
You know, it happened in the Bible a couple of times when Pontius Pilate's wife called him and said, "Hey, look, you need to not you need to not let mess with that man because you're going to bring some bad luck in this world if you mess with that man." But since Pontius Pilate had a had a had an agenda to become the governor the next year or during the upcoming election, he went with the people and ignored his wife. Uh, the same with 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 Abraham when God told Abraham to do something. And then, like, God told Abraham, you're going to have a baby by your wife, Sarah. And Sarah's changed Abraham's mind, and, and he followed the mind of Sarah. It became a historic catastrophe because he slept with another woman. So mm-hmm. if you're doing, if a man is doing what God tells him to do, and then his wife come in and try to change that, it's no discernment coming from her. This is just her, her way. This is what she thinks that she needs to be. Uh, that the direction that she feels that y'all need to go, but if God has gave you a direction to go in, you can't t- let nobody take you off that track because He's going to come to the man and tell him this is now. By the same token, Sarah said, "Hey, I think you need to let that wife and that boy go because that boy just laughed at our son, and, and the blessing is with Isaac anyway. It's not with Ishmael." Mm-hmm. And then he was puzzled by that. Abraham was puzzled by that, and he went into the tent. And then God said, "Well, why don't you listen to your wife?" So some issues is like, okay, listen to your wife because I ain't gave you no word on it. I'm not, I didn't tell you that you couldn't do this. So in this case, go ahead and listen to your wife. It's no harm in it. I'll watch over him. Don't worry about it. And the next morning he did exactly what God said to do. And then it, fall, it fell in line with what his wife asked him to do the previous day. So it is a difference. Oh, we got to get him. Go ahead. Well, you were going to ask that question because a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, um, I was in the same situation when you're talking about the church and and the wife leaving the church, and I couldn't have that conversation with her because when she was being fed there, she tried to have a conversation with me and thus forth and so on and all of, and all of the other things, you know. And um, you know, I mean, you were really on point with that, you know. And I was, and I said that that is a very, very, very valid and true statement that you were making pertaining to that man because I mean, I I could not have conversation about something that. You know that was contrary to you know mm-hmm. to and believe. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was very difficult. Absolutely, he was definitely on point. Yeah, I was I was just I was just wondering because I had that same issue one time a long time ago about the Bible bashing when you were talking about basically Bible bashing is what they call it when everything that you say out of your mouth is pertaining to uh, uh, Christian you know Christianity rather than and you were talking about you had to wind up counseling the other folks. Yeah, I had I had that had it happen to you. <laughs> I don't know, I just I was just listening, that's all. And uh and um it's good to hear somebody on there with uh, a lot of wisdom and that's all I wanted to say also. It's good. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good words. But do y'all but do y'all think that God wants a dispute over which church to attend tear a marriage apart? <sighs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, no. I don't. Okay. And I, he said, "God, the word of God said that he church as he sees fit." You know what I mean? Yeah, it's church. Yeah, I, when I tell when when my wife and I have a is starting to go into a dispute, I often remember the word that it says um, that we shouldn't be arguing about something that's so simple. You know, um, we shouldn't be going back and forth about things that doesn't matter, especially when it comes to the word. Um, so. 
some things that my wife said is completely out to lunch, or some things I, I would say that 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 would be completely out to lunch to her. Um, she'll go back and forth about it, and I'll just say, "Hey, baby, you know you're right. Hey, that, that sounds good to me, and I don't. I will refuse to talk about it. I'm not gonna get mad about it, but I'm like, man, this this lady is absolutely wrong. But I'm not gonna tell her that. I just say, hey, it sounds right to me. Because if I know she's not gonna go with my lead, I say, hey, sounds good. I don't know. <laughs> and I and I so, go so I go along with that because I don't want to argue with her. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Can't can't just skipping church altogether solve this problem? No, <laughs> it has to cause more problems. <laughs> no. I don't think it's about church. I'm no, no, huh? no, no, no. I don't think it's yeah. about church. Okay. No. I think church is just the instrument that's used for causing the division. I think that mm. um, it is a matter of. Um, Submission. You know, I think at some point you got to know what the role is. You got to know who you're following. You know, and I think that a lot of times when that happens, when you have church issues in a marriage, it's because somebody has forgotten their way or they never knew it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the church is just a tool. Yeah, you want to go to your church, I'm going to go to my church. Yeah, but ultimately what happens is it causes division in the marriage. There's no way around it. You're getting, you, I mean, you're getting it from two different. You're coming home with two different stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're saying that this dispute. Yeah, you're saying that this dispute could actually be a symptom of a deeper problem within a marriage. Of course. Ooh. Of course, it could be anything. It could be. A- it could be. It could be. I want my child to go to a secular daycare, and you want your child to go to a Christian daycare. Yeah. Mm. You, you know the same child, you know, and we're just trying to figure it out, you know. And you saying, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a deeper, you know, it's a deeper issue of knowing your roles, of knowing, you know, who actually makes the final decision. If you don't know who makes the final decision, either one, the man isn't making it known that he makes the final decision, or she's just decided to just disobey whatever it is, or just not know. And I think society lays the foundation for that to happen today. What do you mean society mm-hmm. lays the foundation? Yeah, I mean, because you got independent women, they're coming in. They, like I always say, they don't need us. You know, they could either listen or not. You know, I mean, think of, I mean, think of how many true Christian wives that you really know out of all the married couples that you know, the ones that really get it and got it for a long time. Well, in that case, none of them. <laughs> well, they they have they have their roles down packed. Some of them. I can I can say that some have their roles down packed, but when it comes to um certain things, I I I just don't. I believe they just don't understand certain things about our roles that we can never get across to them to let them know. Hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. They'll never get that. Mm-hmm. And you say they have their roles, but some of them have our roles down pat too. Well, some of them think they have our roles down pat because they've been in the position to carry 
that low for so long that they think they got it down pat. Jezebel thought she had King Ahab's role down pat, but she didn't. She was just running things. Destructive, but she was running things. But when, so when y'all were dating, how much time did you spend talking to your lady about the kind of church you prefer? That was the first date I took my wife on. Where the church? Our, our first date was uh, was uh, a Bible study, and it was on her birthday. Mm. And it was at our Bible study, and I had after Bible study, they uh, gave her some, you know, bought her a cake, and and we've been in that church ever since. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that. I think that if you both are engaged in going to church, that that's going to be an issue that comes up. I don't think there's something just that that issue is just going to uh, be swept under the rug, and we're going to leave it up to chance. You I know? think I think what happened with me is when I met my wife, I wasn't saved, and yeah. uh, she was, and she was into the church big time. Matter of fact, uh, when I got saved, I went to her church, and one night sat in the back of the church. And, you know, I felt the spirit urging me to move, and, um, you know, now I went forward. And then when I decided to give my life to Christ and then all the things that were in me that I had already known started to come out, then I started having difficulty because she felt as if God was allowing me to surpass her, even though she's been in the church that long. And then when I said something to her, she couldn't understand the fact that how can you come from here to there and expect me to listen to you? Mm. Mm. Wow! And let me yeah, let me yeah. let me add something to what you what you just said, brother. I just thought of this, um, and we talked many times on here about you know how a man shouldn't move into the woman's house, um, mm-hmm. and we talked about that at length. And I want to ask: Is could that same principle apply? Like you shouldn't really join her church. I mean, it, could it be some underlying issues there where if she's been going to a church for, you know, X amount of years and then here you come and y'all get married and you kind of just fall into to her church? Could that could that be some have some of the same dynamics as she invited as him? If, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She invited him to that church. Well, did. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, was, you know, that I, was her idea. I wasn't saved, man. So I went there and and. um. You know, when I went up, and I mean, the crazy thing about it, the Satan had such a hold on me, man, because when people were talking to me about God, man, I was like, God who? Mm-hmm. I mean, honest with you, you know what I mean? And when I and when I started going, I went there, I went there with her, and then when I walked, the, you know, walked the walk up to the front, when they uh, asked for the, you know, the acceptance of Christ, I felt like my body was spontaneously combusted, man. Like I was on fire. He had that much of a hold on me, man. And um, I couldn't even write my own name. Okay, so when I got when I got saved, you know, I had one dream all my life, and the one dream I had all my life was is that I was being chased by these in my mind's eye. It was monsters, and every time I got to these steps, when I was running from them, these steps would always give way and I would fall. And after I got saved, three months later, I had another dream of me standing. I mean, a vision of me standing in a pulpit, not a dream, because I was awake. I mean, standing in the, in the 
And that was when my dream changed. So I, I knew what was going on. And then God just, just you know, just started, the Holy Spirit just started working on me in such a way that, you know, I was gun-ho. You know how those gun-ho, gun-ho people are when they, they're all out for God. But then when one thing happened, man, and it felt like you got, you got hit with like uh, 40 bricks in the head, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, definitely, man. Uh, it was it was interesting, but she did invite me there, and but I think the the after effect of what God had in store for me when it came to fruition, I don't think I don't think she was ready for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think that a lot of times um, when when that happens, um, uh, a a woman feels that, you know, that she knows, uh, rightly so, she knows more. Um, but it's almost like robbery that, you know, this guy is really, you know, surpassing me, and how how can this be? And, you know, and um, and it's almost to some women who is used to that role of, you know, leading the man and pulling the man and making him go to church, you know, that's it's kind of hard to relinquish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but some women, it's like, okay, you know what? You're the man, and it's supposed to be that way, and that's what I mean by they don't. Some of them don't understand that it's supposed to be that way, you know, because God needs to need that man to be uh, more connected or, you know, spiritually connected to Him, so you know the marriage can go into a direction that it needs to go, or the man can lead that family into destiny because that's the proper order. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. A very proper order. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I tell you, it was very interesting. And then when she left, she left the church. She eventually left that church, believe it or not. And I was still there. I was in seminary at the time, right? And um, and she left the church because it was a Baptist church, and uh, the, the preacher did a lot of, you know, the uh, uh, you know all that or not. Oh yeah, you know. oh yeah, that wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that hooping, that's what we call it. Yeah, she wasn't getting anything out of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, she felt the need to, to go to another church, and she left. And it was major chaos for a long time. Yeah, major chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it was. Good words. <laughs> Good words, fellas. Final question, fellas. Um. And my final question is actually for T-Hawk. T-Hawk, you still out there, brother? I'm here. Okay, my final question to you is this. Has your wife ever said something to the effect that you're in a love triangle with her and household stress? No. Her and the married man on talk show? No? No. Because I put my work in outside of Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good answer. That's a great answer. I love it. I knew you would, brother. I knew you would. But one of the most potent and powerful forms of intimacy is spiritual intimacy. The spiritual aspects are the most intimate part of marriage because out of it, all other aspects of the relationship are developed. Some spouses attend different churches, but this is rarely a positive long-term solution. This conflict must be resolved before true unity within the family can be achieved. 
Maintaining a spirit of unselfishness is key. By wanting to serve the needs of your spouse first instead of your own needs, God will lead you to a good solution. Because with him, all things are possible. Here, holler at y'all fellas later on.